Welcome to the I Remember When podcast, a show where I, Sean, sit down with my dad, Glenn, as he recounts his life stories of the last 60 years. G'day and welcome back to another episode of I Remember When. I'm Sean. And I'm Glenn. And today uh, is a special day. It's your birthday. Yeah, thank you. Um... Happy birthday. Yeah, and that's when you find out all about social media. Buddy, I've spent all day buddy, checking messages on my phone from people wishing me happy birthday yes. and reels. Yeah, the, the only day that everybody on the internet knows yeah. that, it, that knows that you exist, yeah. yeah? Yeah, only because Facebook reminds you. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> and and I spent that long on the toilet this morning bloody reading them that I couldn't get up. Your legs are going to sleep. <laughs> I, I've done that myself, but not on my birthday. I was just scrolling through garbage on the internet. Yeah, no, I don't do that. Buddy, but this morning I'm bloody trying to read and the thing was going off its brain. So yep. I started looking at them and next thing you know, it doesn't up. stop. It doesn't stop. Yeah, it hasn't stopped all day. And it's, no. it's, 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 it's great to think that so many people think about you, but I think it's a little bit of a... Uh, friendly reminder from Facebook to do oh, it. Oh, it definitely is, but it's also I don't think pe- yeah, people would made it, to do it. Yeah, but yeah, the, that's exactly right. The effort is made to contact you on your birthday. Yeah, you know, yeah, like so. people people aren't going to do it unless they genuinely want to. So, yeah. so no, thanks to all those people, even if you're not listening. But thanks to all those people that really, uh, wish me happy birthday. I'm 65 now, so um, yeah, 65. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit older than I was yesterday. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, we finished off last episode talking about... Um, now I want to go into hol- how we de- dealt with holidays, because we had school yes, holidays. Yes, that is we right. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, we were talking... As, yes. Yeah. So, in our first year, um, we got Easter off, with just the normal days for Easter, and then we got the first term holidays... And then we had the second term holidays, and then we had Christmas holidays. Yep. And they were roughly the same period as what you would for regular school regular school times. Now I know we discussed that that you had or one lot of holidays was on barracks and one lot of holidays was away with family. Yep. Yep. I don't remember whether we've talked about that on the on the show or not, but we've definitely mentioned it. it. We never discussed what we did. Yeah. So in in our first year and I've been thinking about this all week, I'm only making sure I've got it ran the right way. But in our first year we had Easter off, and then we had the first break holidays where we were allowed to go home. So I went home for Easter, and I went home. For oh, okay, right. So right, right, right. Yeah. So I went home for Easter, come back for a couple of weeks while we for school, then went back home after that. Yeah. Um, for a minute there, I thought you meant that you had your Easter break, and then the break after that was going home. Was like, yeah, it's very no, odd no. not to no. send you home no. that first. first oh, they do, they don't send you home on that one on the one. So, so they used to pay for us to go home. They used yeah. To, they used to pay our uh, transport yep. to go home and everything. So on the first one when we went home, um, the first school break when we went home, they actually put us on buses and drove us. Shipped you all home. Yeah. Um, we were on coaches and went to... You were you were divided up into your states and not with us. Everyone from New South Wales got on these coaches and we went to Central Station in Sydney. And then we got on trains to go trains out to disperse where from, there. from there. Yep. Um, so they drove you from Melbourne to Sydney. Why not just drive you to the Melbourne? 
um, to, to Flinders or I, I uh, think, Southern Cross. I think, I think it was because it was just cheaper for them that way. They, they would have picked the cheapest way. I mean, uh, fair enough. Yeah. It seems wild um, that the cheapest way yeah. was to drive 12 hours on a bus. Oh, that's how we got down there. We I went say, 12 hours 12 on a coach. Hours, yeah, I suppose, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that was one where we had a guy called the Mad Dutchman was one of the drivers. We had two drivers. They swapped halfway. Yep. Um, and when the D- Mad Dutchman took over, they were behind schedule. And we had to be at Central oh Station to meet train schedules. Yep. He said, it's okay, I'll fix it. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I think we were exceeding the speed <laughs> a few times. Um, and that was the cowboy oh days dear. of the time. You know, that's how it was done. They, they, it was, it's it was wild done. to me that yeah. that was just the accepted practice. was yeah. just, you know, like... Particularly oh, after the incident that occurred here uh, a couple of months ago where that bus rolled yeah. over and killed all those oh, people. Yeah. Like, yeah. you well, guys are just kids. <laughs> the the, the Pranger Gar- Grafton years ago, two coaches. That was... that was Yeah. That was, that was all, huge. Yeah, that all changed. Everything changed then. But, um, look, I, I, over Actually, the years... yeah, that is the, like... There is a definite... It's like the nine eleven of of yep. uh, of transport. Like yeah, yeah. it was yeah. Things were one way, and then after that incident, everything was changed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. That is the defining point. Many years later, when I was in Townsville, I I did a lot of trips in tour coaches backwards and forwards to the home, and I used to sit down the front <clears throat> and talk to the driver, and I used to watch what he was doing, and um, most of those trips were were more than 12 hours, or 24 hours, some of them. Holy shit. Um, by the time he went from Townsville to Brisbane, then Brisbane to Newcastle, um, a bit of, but um, those buses were in, and that's, they weren't, this is a long time back then, they were powerful. They would, they would get to 120 kilometres an hour without any effort. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I, they, I thought maybe you meant they, in terms of torque, no, but you no, mean no, in terms they were, of speed. They were, they were much more capable of faster speeds than 120 without any effort. Holy um, shit. Yeah, they were, they were incredibly powerful. Buses but, these days are lucky to get to 80. But no, no, they, they, used to, they, they could wind those things out. That's me. Yeah, um, righto. And, and it didn't even seem like the bus was working. You know, it was just easing along and sort of thing. Yeah. And they were comfortable too. They didn't. They, they went all over the road, right? And the roads weren't perfect, but they were <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, the, oh, I went home for Easter, and then I went home for the school. So Easter was first. Yeah. The Easter trip, we had to make our own arrangements to get home, and we had to pay ourselves. Oh, okay. So a lot of us all decided we'd go by coat, by train. Yep. And we had to get from the army barracks to the train, to the train station, station on our own steam. Yep. Um, in Melbourne, and that used to be an effort. Good thing like there was the hitchhiker, hitchhiker buddy. Sort of yep. um, hitchhiker <clears throat> Express just out the front. We've we've got into uh, Melbourne, and most of us are all on the first train out of yep. Melbourne, headed to Sydney, and it was an old rattler. It was uh, a really old rattler, and yeah. it was a nighttime trip. Oh. oh, so you don't even get to sleep. Nah, Excellent. Well, well the, the army made us wear our uniform. We had to yep. wear uniform home. And yep. Which is fair. Well, it, it is and it isn't. We weren't... No one else had to at the time. No, no soldier was enforced to wear a uniform then. But we, we had to. We had to go... We had to wear our uniform. So, yeah, all right, we did. I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it the same... Because I'm looking at it from the point of view of we had the same thing when we were in scouts. Anytime we were on a scout event travelling public yep. transport, yep. we had to wear our scout uniform. It's mostly to identify you. That's all. Not only that... 
it was also for us it was to do with insurances yeah if we oh, were yeah, traveling yeah. and we were in our uniform we were covered by scout insurance yep, yep, if yep. we weren't in our uniform yep, you weren't covered now and i know of of incidences where there's been things happen like accidents kids who were in their uniform were covered kids who were not in the same group kids who were not covered wearing the uniform yep. were not covered yeah uh, same that's incident insurance companies that's right cashing in. that's right mm. So on this I can trip, only assume it's a similar deal there. It, may it? Have it been, was may have their been. their yeah. way of identifying you yeah. as their responsibility. Yeah. May have been too, because we were still juveniles. Yeah. So we've got on this buddy rattler, and there's no no sleeping accommodation and thing. Just just buddy bucket suits, and that's a, and I don't mean like in comfortable buckets. No, I mean like a bucket. <laughs> a bucket. As a seat. <laughs> um, yes. And, and the train was crowded. Burn Easter, it was packed. You know, or. In the, um, where you hop on the carriage at the ends, there was a small waiting area type of thing on each of them before you went through a door into the, the passenger park. Yep. And in there, there were some small seats, but there's also some overhead luggage racks. Yep. And um, I got this smart idea. I know. I'm going to chuck my bag up on this luggage rack and I'm going to get up there and sleep up there. So I've chucked, <laughs> I've chucked my bag up on there, yep. a bit of comfort, you know, yep. and I've climbed up there and I've got a couple of hours sleep up there. Next thing you know, I've been woken up by these other guys, other army guys with us. They go, get out and give us that. We'll, we'll, we'll sleep up there, we'll have a go there. <laughs> so they made me get down off the bloody thing. You really did yeah. get kicked out of every good oh, idea yeah. you had, didn't you? It was an idea. <laughs> out of the rugby cells, <laughs> out of the train sleeping And the, the rugby cells are a similar thing. The, the two basins, I can fit in them. Yeah. Like you drank, yeah, I can fit you in can them. You can fit in them. Yep. Well, oh, so Jesus. I've got down off this damn thing and, oh, crap, I'm going to crash out on the floor. So I sat down on the floor. And I've sat there and just nodded off until we got to Sydney. And when I've got up, one of the guys going, Oh, you ain't sitting in a boot polish chin. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm going, You fucking what? And buddy, yeah, the guy that made me get out of the rack, he'd been spit polishing his shoes. <laughs> and everybody give it to him big time. Yep. What the stuff you're doing? He's been spit polishing his shoes, and when he's got up there, he's just left everything on the floor where it was. Yep. And I've sat you in the buddy boot polish tin. Now, oh. this isn't a little boot polish. No. Tin. These are the biggest you can get. Yes, because you guys yeah. burnt through we boot burnt polish like, like no, no and tomorrow. And we used to buy these big tins. So, my whole ass of my polyester buddy shook pants yep. is With covered black. in boot polish. Mm. So, I'm going, oh, crap. So, I decided. <laughs> I'm not wearing these. I'll have to take them off. So I've got changed. Yep. And, and I've put civvies on. And all these other guys go, oh, can you do that? <laughs> like, well, technically well, no, no, but yes. <laughs> I've got to, like, I've got boot polish on my pants. I'm not wearing them like this. Yep. And I've got to, So everybody's got changed. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and I'm going, oh, Jesus, this is stupid. You're going to um, get in the shit if yeah. somebody spots you. <laughs> and then... Um, I end up coming home with two guys that I know, Les and Tony Summers. They were twin brothers from Newcastle that joined the army thing. One oh, was a carpenter, one was a, a fitter. Yep. And I went home on the train with them to Newcastle, and it was an, it was on a steam train. Cool. We we did on the old th- uh, thirty eight oh two. No, no, it was uh, it was the old electric to Gosford. Then they changed engines at Gosford and the steam train home. And uh, we so we we've got home, and when we're due to come back. They've rung me up and they said, oh, listen, you want to come back to us? I said, why? And so we've got a car, we're going back. I said, all right, I'll be in that. So I've um, 
I've gone out there on the night. They wanted to leave at night time. We've gone out there the night we leave. Mum and Dad take me out there and we've jumped in. And they bought an old EH station wagon. And we're going back to Melbourne in this, this thing. So we've right. taken off from, from their place out at Toronto. So and Nan and Pop had moved to Toronto. By no, no, no. Oh, no, no, okay, right, right. Sorry, yeah. From where Liz and Tony were. We've taken off from their place and we've driven off. And we've got to Villawood in Sydney. And the generator. Yes. Not alternator, but a generator. Yeah. car to generate. Generator shit itself. So we had no power to run anything. So we had no lights. So we had to spend the night there. Yep. While we got the generator fixed. Then next morning we've taken off and we've got to Gundagoy. Yep. And it broke down again. Isn't this supposed to be a brand new No, car? no, it wasn't brand new. Oh, car. right, okay. Yeah, right. So we end up, we parked in a service station. Back then, there was no 24-hour service yeah. station. We parked in there thinking, all right, we'll get them down, look at it in the morning. And I never used to drink then, but Tony and Les did. And they're off to the buddy pub. Now, I'm asleep in the car, and I've heard them rattling around coming in. The three of us are trying to sleep in this station. <laughs> yeah, holy they're shit. They're not rattling around. And next you know, it's like daylight. And I'm like, shit, must be time to get up. Must be morning. Oh, crap. Oh, no. Uh, it was cop cars all the way around us. <laughs> all got their lights on us. You're kidding. And we got raided. <laughs> For what? But he, when they Three left the pub... Three men sleeping in a, in a fucking station no, wagon. No, when why. they left the pub, somebody had spotted them and, and thought they looked like um, a convict that was on the run at the time. <laughs> Done for a band. Yeah, we're, we're looking we're, like we're looking like, looking like criminals. Oh, and wow. Yeah, these cops are surrounding us everywhere. <laughs> and I can, any of you guys fix this car? They've got guns drawn and all sorts Holy of things. So I go, yeah, shit. can you fix the car? <laughs> yeah, righto. Yeah, I want to get out of town now. <laughs> you fucking um, found us. Jesus. Well, then we've taken off again and... By now, we've been on the road for two days, and buddy, we're buddy going, shit, we've got to get back to work. Mm-hmm. Somehow we ended up at Dandenong. I don't know how we ended up at Dandenong, because we didn't have to go near Dandenong in Victoria. And we were really No, you really don't. What the hell are yeah. we doing at Dandenong? <laughs> we, we've looked at the fuel gauge, and we ain't got enough fuel to get home, and it's night time. But he... What are you going to do? <laughs> where are we going to get fuel from? Well, in those days, they used to have coin-operated fuel pumps. You could fill them really? up. Really? You could fill them up with twenty cent pieces, and get fuel. And we pulled up to this Bowser, and we're scrounging trying to find money because <laughs> Les and Tony had nothing, and they spent all mine fixing the fucking <laughs> car. <laughs> they dig it in the backs of the seats. We're, we're, the we're pulling the seats. <laughs> out. And this lady's pulled up, and she's come to do the same thing. She's come to get fuel, and we've explained to her what's going on. That we you know we're we're from. Army apprentice school, and we got to be at work tomorrow morning. And yep, yep, yep. We had actually had to be home by ten o'clock that night. Curfew. We were there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So what would happen if you weren't there by on time? We were, we were able. So yeah, we've we charged. We've, we've, we've gone in and buddy sort of told this woman our case, and she's felt sorry for us, and she's given us two dollars in twenty cent coins. Holy shit! What a beauty. That would have got you that fuel is, for another six months. Oh the, yeah. So we've loaded the machine, the pump up with these twenty cent coins. We put the thing and pull the trigger, and we it was full. <laughs> the fuel gauge wasn't working. Ah, oh, <laughs> you're kidding! It wasn't at all. 
This poor woman has just given you two bucks out of the kindness of her heart. She gives all her money for her fuel. Oh, my God. And we've had to use most of it. Or not most of it. We use a bit of it. So she ended up getting a bit out of it. And she said, oh, that'll be enough to get me to work tomorrow. Oh, thank God for that. And then we've driven home and got back there. We got back just in time. We buddy, we weren't even unpacked or anything when we got back. It lights out. So, buddy, hell. Yeah, we just left the car out the front, <laughs> which is illegal. Yes, yes. Parked um, it at the front of the yeah, barracks and just went to bed. Barracks, yeah, yeah that, that was that was our first trip home. I, I can't believe that the army made you find your way home for that first trip. Like, surely well, that would have been the one where they attempted to get everybody home. Like yeah, well, no, no. It's because this was a short thing, and it was it wasn't part of the school curriculum. It was that just public, uh, public, yeah, public okay, politics. fair enough. Yeah. It was more of yeah, a it politics. was more of a you have the option to leave rather yeah. than yeah. you're on school holidays. Don't be here. Yeah, right. Okay, that makes more sense. So, our first Easter holiday, we've discussed that going home on yes. the train and everything else. Yep, and then coming back with Liz and everything else. Well then. Come the first semester holidays, first term holidays, we jumped on planes and we flew to Embley Air Base in Queensland and then jumped on trucks and drove out to the Jungle Warfare Centre and we spent two weeks out there doing Jungle Warfare training. Jungle Warfare Centre is... It's, it's at Canungra. Canungra, radio. Uh, Canungra's near Toowoomba, I think. I know it's a long drive from Embley in the back of a truck yeah, on a stinking hot day because when we arrived there... Um, we've left Melbourne where it's freezing cold. Yes, and we landed in Br- landed Brisbane in where, it's where nice it was and warm. It was stinking. It wasn't wasn't it not warm. It was stinking hot, and we're sitting in the back of canvas covered trucks. Yep, and it was hot. And we stopped three times for drink breaks. Holy shit! Yeah, the 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 poop, the convoy commanders knew what it was like, so we were stopping and buddy Fuck. having cold drinks that they supplied. Yep, and then we get there, and. Uh, for those that have been there and know, they'll know Tent City. But for those that haven't been there, there's a thing there called Tent City. Mm-hmm. It's on the side of a hill, on the, on the side of a bank yep. down to a gully. Um, and it was just concrete slabs, row after row after row. And they had canvas tents on there. And they're the really old tents with the canvas fly over the top of the yep. tent and all that. And um, that's what we slept in. Just the, the pole frame. With the yeah, canvas. just a yeah. pole frame. Yeah. Um, I've spent many a night yeah. in those, yes. Um, so we were issued with a, a canvas stretcher. Yep. There were no mattress, nothing else, just nope. a canvas stretcher. And we had our own sleeping bag that we'd brought with that us. You had and with you. Yep. And we'd been issued with weapons and everything else. Now, normally when you've got a weapon, it has to go back into an armory when yep. when you're not using it. Well, on this particular thing, we, we had to keep them with us. So first Any thing, particular reason why that is? Because yeah, it was too hard to be issuing weapons in the morning. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, I suppose it's also a part of, of training, I guess, yeah. isn't it? That you oh, care yeah. for a weapon. You've got to look after not... it, yeah. Um, yeah. So we are uh, 250 kids in a severely adult training area. It's, yeah. We're not talking about just a, a playground. Kids who are not to be soldiers. It's... Who are doing soldier training, but oh, aren't no, soldiers. No, 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 no. We're, we're doing... Oh, okay, we're doing soldier training, but to us... It was just severe sports. Yeah, correct. <laughs> and when I finish telling you, I understand why. Um, so I'm just making point of how ridiculous it, the it, idea yeah, of it was that you guys yeah. couldn't be called soldiers, but here you are, bloody doing, doing jungle warfare yeah. training in the jungle warfare training centre yeah. for the army. Like, yeah. so um, the first thing we had to do, we've been issued with a rifle. We'll say you got to clean them. Yep. 
and we're in Tent City that is older than God, and it runs on a, a very shaky 32-volt light system. And here's everybody, volts. everybody, you could hear it's it right down all the odd. lines. There's 250 people, crack, 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 all the noises of the <laughs> stripping and yeah. assembling rifles and clan rifles. And fuck me, the lights went out. <laughs> oh, shit. And it was pitch black, and, <laughs> and we've got rifles and there's guys got gear everywhere, and we're trying to put them back together. But because of the training and the method the training yeah. was done, we put them together in the dark. It was easy. Yeah, right. there you go. Yeah, it was easy. Uh, once, um, you light, once your yeah. eyes adjust to the yeah. lack of light and stuff, yeah, yeah. I guess it'd be, you'd be able to do it, but like... Mm. Now, the lighting system in this tent city was like that all the time. There was no guarantee there's ever going to be lights. They'll be on or be off. So at that stage in life, I was still writing home, writing letters yep. home all the time. Yep. And I decided I was going to write a letter about like a diary, day-to-day yeah. of what's going on. Yep. So I would go over to the toilet block. <laughs> the lights are on. Yes. <laughs> they never go out over never there. Never go out they're, of the they're toilet. They're on a reliable 240-volt system. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it goes over there. And I used to go there every night and I'd sit on the toilet and buddy write right. on the toilet paper. <laughs> you wrote on the toilet I, paper. I took I took a roll of toilet paper and I wrote a letter on the toilet paper, a toilet roll. That's pretty funny. That's very cool. <laughs> now, I'm really disappointed, but Mum had that for years and years and years and years, and it just went missing, and nobody knows where it went. It was in a box. She kept it in a box. That's insane. You know? um, when I took it to the post office here to post it. Because I didn't post every day. No, I did it as a course. continual thing. So I'd go to the toilet every night and right pull out your next toilet section. roll and start writing. You write your next section of toilet roll. And how that, did you keep a track? Like, how did you... You just unfurl just it and then it. roll just, it back up. I unrolled from one and roll back up again. I rolled, rolled it you up as I unrolled it. You could have... Wait, so you rolled it onto a second yeah, roll? Yeah, I rolled it onto another okay. roll as I unrolled Okay, so now the annoying part of that... Okay, there's no perfect way to do the system. The annoying part of that is the beginning of the letter is now at the bottom of the fucking toilet yeah, roll. Yeah, right, idiot. That was my problem. I wasn't going to read it. Um, and like being a storyteller now, you can imagine what my letter was like. Yes. It was details of everything. Yes, right? it covered off um, everything, I'm sure. And I took it to the post office there to post it. And they looked at me and they said, what is that? And I said, oh, that's my diary. It's <laughs> <laughs> my diary on my toilet roll. I don't know. They said, what are you doing you with it? written it on the toilet roll. I said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they started looking at it and they said, do you mind if we read it? It gave you life. Go for it. And they, they so started, they unrolled it. So they started unrolling. Oh, my God. And they're going, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> and they, they, buddy, they packaged it up for me and, and posted it under my mother. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Okay. Um, so now the, only, so, the, the issue there is that the only thing I can think that's happened to it is it got lost in the flood. No, I think she lost it before then because mum and dad had shifted from Cardiff to Perth and Perth back to here and, and two or three places here in Newcastle. So in the transit of shifting around everything else, because it was in an unmarked box, it was just a box. It, yeah, it may have got maybe. Just, may have been thrown out. Could have been anything. But the way the old girl is now, it's probably over there and she just doesn't know Yeah, that's it also is. true. So, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Nan. Yeah, so anything's possible. But, yeah, it's gone missing. So um, That's a real shame. Yeah. that's That would be a a great little piece of like, uh, history. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant yeah. memories and everything. And I could have told you minute-by-minute minute description yeah. of what we did. Over exactly. Um, so... Not only that, but I think that, that that's a cool little um, 
memento that like <laughs> would look fantastic in a museum about the yep. army apprentice school yep. like yeah, oh, yeah. this is a, this yeah. is a letter that an apprentice wrote on a toilet roll because he had nothing else to write it on yep. well i, I gotta, gotta and, be honest i didn't i didn't come up with the idea i stole it I, yeah exactly i've heard about it before yeah it, it happened during yeah. world war one world yeah. war two yeah, the korean war the vietnam war. Like, just, writing just, on a toilet roll isn't a new yeah. idea but how many apprentices just, did it? It's just how my head worked. Yeah, <laughs> it was. That's how it worked. Still works that um, way now. <laughs> right, so, like we know, we've got the, the school of military, uh, school of musicians, and everything else, and we've brought them with us. They've they've, they've come because they're still apprentices. I they're suppose they're still still but soldiers. They've brought their but musical instruments too. Oh, tactical right. trombones! Yeah, and the the idea was at five o'clock every morning, Ravelli. And by the whole band, please tell me it was the whole band. Well, it was. It was never the same every morning. It was something different every morning. But every morning was definitely the bugle. Yep. Sometimes it was the whole band. Oh, and that would be insane. And they, they would just march <laughs> up and down the rows of tents, waking everybody up at five o'clock in the morning. And like we said, we're on the side of a hill on this gully, and on the other side of the thing is the married quarters for all the regular army people yep. that live there. Yep. And we got in trouble because... Oh, you were waking them up. Five o'clock in the morning. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That's yeah. very funny. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. The whole yeah. army band yeah, marching like, up no, and waking everybody up. Not the whole up, the, the, the well, army the apprentice, army, one, apprentice yeah, army band. Yeah. Um, so first morning we woke up, it was minus six degrees. In tropical Queensland. We're in we're in Canungra in southwestern uh, south Queensland or southeastern Queensland. And we're all thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to be great up here. We've woken up. We've all gone to bed in Fuck next that. to nothing. Yeah, next to nothing because it's fucking and hot. Now, we've gone to bed and it's stinking hot, so our boots are all sweaty. Yeah. We're wearing the GP boots, which is the high boots. Yeah. And nearly everyone that tried to do their boots up vigorously uh, snapped the laces because they were frozen with the sweat. <laughs> oh! <laughs> So Holy was, shit! So we've got a massive apprentice with needing boot laces needing because they've all they broken. They've all snapped him. One guy's AWOL. We can't find him. Oh no! He's in his sleeping bag down the bottom of the gully. He <laughs> rolled out of bed <laughs> and rolled down the hill. He rolled in and he was up. covered in ice and was. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> he rolled out of bed, rolled out of the tent, and rolled to the bottom of Ted yeah. City. <laughs> and he was asleep. And he didn't wake he up. He didn't wake up and he was covered in ice. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, the sleeping bags we had were really good quality. They, they, he would have been warm he and He would have been warm and toasty on yeah. the desert. Of but course, he's, but he's, Jesus the, Christ. The point was he was laying on the grass covered in ice and he couldn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe he rolled off of his cot and, out of the tent. Yeah. And then continue on yeah, down, down the hill. Past all how the other tents. No, no, no. He was at the front row. Okay, of the right. So how? Because what had happened, his stretcher had collapsed. And it just... <laughs> One side, so <laughs> he rolled just, out of it. He kept rolling. Um, and didn't wake up. Nobody knows why he didn't wake up. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so that was, that was our first did, morning. He didn't realise what was going on, so he just went back to sleep. So then it was um, shit, shower, shave and shampoo. Do you yep, do your morning your four routine. And then off you go to buddy breakfast. And when we get there, the mess is a brand new mess. Now, we've come from a place where the mess is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dump. It's a yeah. heap of shit. Um, and we've gone to this brand new mess. It's it's brilliant. It's fantastic. Cool. And the food was 
in our opinion, better because it was in a brand new message. Yeah. It may not have been better, yeah, but in all our, psychological. psychologically, it was better. Um, so, yeah, we had a ball, and that's where we are. We didn't find out till then that we were entitled to ration and a half per man. And Oh, you were selling yourselves short. Well, we didn't know. We would just eat of whatever we wanted to, and there was no limit to it. So oh, we just right, ate. okay. Nobody so told us it was okay. because we were getting a special allowance of food. So you weren't forwarded the ration and a half at the the training ground, or you yeah were? no 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 that, we were getting it there. Okay, you yeah. you did you yeah. did get it. Okay. Well, one night we've gone into the mess and we've started eating ice cream, and you know kids like ice cream. Yes, we're, we're no different. We start eating the ice cream, and we're going up, and we say the Dixie Basher, which is a civilian guy. Then there was all army staff. <laughs> the Dixie <cooking>. Basher. Yeah. <laughs> there are going to be a lot of people listening to this have no idea what that means, but Dixie. that that's very funny. <laughs> A Dixie Bursh is the term for... Yeah, they're the guy who serves the food because the, the things that they serve you out of a Dixie. Is they, yeah. No, sorry, the things that they serve you into <laughs> are Dixies. Yeah, but that's... That's, that's funny. And that's the just, way they get it off the spoon yeah, is yeah. by bashing the Dixie. Yeah. That's very yeah. funny. <laughs> We've gone and seen him and said, oh, is there any more ice cream? Oh, of course there is. <laughs> so he's pulled out more ice cream. Yeah, all that. Go back. Oh. Any more ice cream? He's pulling out more ice cream. And he kept pulling his ice cream out and we're going... How come we were allowed so much ice cream? Oh, you guys have got a special lunch. You get bloody rations and a half. Sick. And we so what was a normal ration? Oh, that's too detailed to go into. There was a, there was a thing. Like, yeah, I know there's a set. But like, if you guys are getting a ration and a half and you guys are continually pulling well, up wait, more no, no, ice cream. No, they, so they, they keep pulling all this ice cream out. And we just... Kept okay, eating if, it. We'll just keep eating it. You bring it out. We're going to eat yeah. it. There's no problem there. Uh, it's it's eat ice cream oh, no, here in the light or go oh, back to the tent in the dark. In the dark and do nothing in the <laughs> yeah. dark. So you guys are going to be very sick, though I can no. tell. Oh, Christ, no, no, no. Really? Oh no, never got sick from eating. Oh ice wow, cream. okay. Here I was <laughs> thinking like this is a stitch up by somebody. They're going to set you up for the next morning. You got a thousand mile hike. A couple of days later, we're having a parade in the morning, and we've got this irate buddy catering officer there letting rip. <laughs> He's going off his head, and we're going, "What's your problem?" <laughs> We and don't they understand, go, sir. You guys are entitled to one and a half rations per man because you're growing kids. And he said, you ate a month's supply of ice cream in one night. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> 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 yeah, we, we ate a month's supply of ice cream in one night. Fuck. <laughs> There's a um, and surely that's more than a ration and a half. Oh, crashed yeah, That was the whole. That was the supply they'd got in for the for whole, the whole time you guys were there. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we're going. So what? No more ice cream. <laughs> and they they had to make special compensation for us again to get ice cream and get in ice cream because we had to have our ice cream. And it wasn't our fault. No, you wouldn't. No, you didn't have to have your ice cream. It's oh, you yeah. guys ate it all already. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, <laughs> now we try. We try and describe not day to day, but some of the activities we had to do there was we um, we there was a lot of cross country running, long distance walking, yeah. marching, marching. Um, yeah. It was a, and they had a, a thing they called there the confidence course, which is an obstacle course. Yeah. But it was called the confidence course, and. Um, it was like out of something you'd see on the TV where you've got all your uh, crawling through the mud and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. pipes and over walls. Yeah. And it was it was a very technical course yep. and it was very long. 
Yep. Um, and very demanding. And that the finish of it, when you get to the end of it, the last thing you do, you had to climb up a ladder to a tower, and then you had to jump off the tower into the river. <laughs> How high is this tower? Uh, about 30 feet. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> and... You've got all your gear. Yeah. The only thing so you're allowed to take. Ten meters the only thing you're allowed to take was your rifle. No, because it get dirty. But, no, because if it dropped, it went to the bottom of the river. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the stuff stuck to you. Yes. <laughs> so you, you jump off this tower. But when you jumped in, there was three divers in there. There was fully kitted up divers yeah, in the river. Yeah. Waiting for you. Waiting for you. In, in case, case anything you, went wrong yes. to, to rescue. So you go through this thing and get work up the hell of a sweat. And then get jump in the, in the sink, climb up this river. bloody town, and then jump into the Coal River. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Um, Not to mention, so you're in full gear. Yeah. That's a lot of gear. Oh, shit, yeah. That's why the divers are in. You, by right, should sink. have sunk to the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I cheated. We used to have to carry two one-point water bottles. Yeah. yeah. Empty. I carried mine empty. Flotation. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand that part of the things. Why was that cheating? Everybody else had theirs full? Everyone else had water in it. <laughs> Were you supposed to have water in them? Well, normally you would say yes, but, you know, we're going, oh, it's going to be hard to stay afloat, so a bit of buoyancy <laughs> so won't hurt. <laughs> you use basic signs to cheat your way through this system. I love it. <laughs> um, because I, I suppose, yeah, everybody else would have just gone, oh, yep, got a full kit. That means two water bottles. Uh, it means full of water. Okay, let's go. So when we... One of the parts of this obstacle course you come to, it's swinging ropes over a mud pit. And yes. it, it's deep mud. Yep. It was up to my neck. Um, so Just you come run along. Waist height for most people, yeah. yeah. You come run along to it. So when you start, you start individually, you're in pairs. Yeah. The course was a dual course, and you start off in pairs. And you run along, and you come to this thing, and there'd be, there was a sergeant standing there, and he was holding the rope for you. Yep. And he'd... The dude was that he'd say, right, I jump out and grab the rope to give me momentum to swing across yep. this hole. And he's telling you what to do. So you run up, you go to grab the rope, and you just pull down the rope. <laughs> <laughs> into the mud. You go. Excellent. End of the thing, you had to just crawl through the mud and get out the other side. Um, <laughs> there was a low, low barbed wire entanglement, which is... Star pig is driven into the ground. Yeah. And the, the barbed wire is all across the top of it. Yep. You've got to go underneath it in the mud. Oh... Everybody gets hung up in there somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Well, That's the idea of yeah. it. And you get drowned because yes, it's, it's also full of muddy mud. water. <laughs> yes. There was the, um, the the culvert piping. And you crawled in through one end and out the other end. Yep. But when you come out the other end, it's about a five foot drop down into a mud hole again. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> There was. Uh, How are there so of... many drops? That's just that's what it's about. This is just all about confidence. Um, <laughs> I understand that, but like the, it the seems really wild that the, it seems to be a flat course, but it just continues to fall. There's so many falls. The, the falls are actually holes in the ground. Yeah, right. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> They've been dug. They've been dug there. <laughs> um, then there was the, um, the the high wall. Having to get over the high wall, we know my effort for that. We yes. Planting in it. Yes. And now I've got a whole packing and wet and everything else on it. Oh, there was a overhead ropes where you had to crawl across the rope on your stomach. You know, lay in across the air. Yeah, up in the air. You got to lay on the rope and and pull yourself. Across oh, the rope. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Here, I thought you meant like a net, but no, no you mean a single so, line. So on that thing, there's a rope. You got to climb up. Yep. And when you climbed up to the rope, you got to get yourself up on top of the rope, lay on top of it, yeah, and then slide along it. Well, you know, 
coming in mud and got all this gear and your rifles flopping around and everything. To try and get up there, easier to just get up there, hang upside down and just slide across that way. So you cross your legs over the rope and and use your hands and pull yourself across. Um, But that wasn't the point. So if you did that, because you'd never tried the other way to get up there, they'd be shaking the thing and (laughs) trying to get off. It was. Did anybody complete it on top of the rope? It seems very difficult to try. Oh, yeah. Army apprentices held the record, as far as I know. They still hold the record. Really? Yeah. Of completing it across the top of the rope? No, the whole course. Oh, wow. Okay, shit. Yeah, we we held. The year that I was there, we we broke the apprentice record. Yep. And as far as I know, we still hold the record. Holy shit. Cool. Um, Yeah. Then we were going for a, a. They call it a route march. So it's all your gear. That you need to support to yep. support yourself when you're out in the bush for a period yep. of time, and we marched along this gravel road for miles and miles and miles, and then we started to climb this hill, and then we climbed this hill and we climbed this hill and we climbed this hill. It's called Heartbreak Hill. Yep. And there's heaps of places got Heartbreak Hill. Yep. But this thing's about 1.7 kilometres up, uphill, and it's about a 30 degree climb. Holy shit! It was it. It was it was hard to stand still without sliding. You had to better keep you keep going moving, all the time. Keep momentum forward yeah, keep so you momentum. didn't fall backwards. And, yeah, we've gone all the way to the top of that <clears throat> bloody hill and then we've turned around and come back. And it was just over fifteen Ks. Far out. Yeah, yeah I've I've known about Heartbreak Hill for yeah. a long time because of uh, you telling the stories about it. I heard recently that they're actually not allowed to do that anymore. Uh, yeah, but when they march around, they have to have people at the front and the back wearing high visibility. Vests. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's shit. they're not allowed to drive in the back yeah, of trucks yeah, yeah. anymore. The whole so thing. I I had a, a really good encounter, or not a really good encounter, it was quite a bad encounter with uh, MP at uh, RAF Base Williamtown because I was a contractor working on site there, and my escort drove through a stop sign. Oops. Yeah. I thought I stopped. And then continued around. Yeah, you but slowed es- down. Escort got pulled over. I got pulled over. Escort got... So the escort themselves were, were from mm. the RAF. He got chatted to, and then I got chatted to because he didn't stop. Yep. And he come and said his bit, and I said, look, sorry, mate, I thought I stopped. I knew he didn't, yada, yada, yada. He turned back to me and said, well, wouldn't have pulled you over if I didn't, if I thought you stopped, had I? Yep. And I was like, well, he was having a you're go. a no, dick. No, he's having a go. It's- he, yeah, correct. He was having a go at me. So I turned back to him and looked him dead in the eye and went, you understand the irony that you're wearing a high visibility shirt while you're fully covered in camouflage, right? What do you mean? Kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? <laughs> Smart ass going, fuck off. Yep. And he told me to go, because I, I didn't do anything wrong. But like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're yeah, preaching to the preacher. But he, he's probably pissed off as hell himself that he has to wear that. Oh, yeah. Vest. But he's got to... <laughs> he's got to abide by the rules. He's got to abide by the rules because he's got to enforce them. Correct. It's just such a stupid idea. Right? Oh, Here's your camouflage so you can't be seen, but wear a high visibility vest because yeah. you've got to be seen while you're doing your job. Yeah. Yep. No. Oh, h is a story for a different... That's a, that's a different podcast <laughs> yeah, altogether. That's a different that podcast. All right, that's a book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, not wrong. So we would pack up our gear. Everywhere we went, we had to take our gear. So we used to carry basic webbing, which is a shoulder harness, yep. arrangement with a belt and a couple of pouches and water bottles and a little bum pack on the back of it, and our rifle. That was the basic. We carried that everywhere you went. 
then for anything else, it was your backpack, and there was a certain amount of gear had to yep. be in your backpack. And the rest of your webbing. And... So pretty much when you weighed all the gear I carried, it was heavier than me. Yes. <laughs> Again, not hard. You weighed 70 pounds. Yeah. It, it amazed me that we did it all, and buddy, well, not that we did it, and they had to. So um, we'd pack up all the gear, and we'd march off to where we were going, and we'd go to out in the middle of the bush, and they used to have these uh, lectern. It used to be just a tree stump with a thing on the top yep. of it. And they have some logs laid around on the ground that you sit on. Yep. And you go out there and you'd have lectures in the bush. That was your out, outside classroom, yeah. Yeah, that was the outside classroom and, and get back to nature. So we'd gone out on one of these things and there was an officer standing at the lectern when we came in and the sergeant settled us in, got the lesson started and we were doing survival in the bush. Yep. How to survive, what food you can eat, can't eat, and everything, which is an incredibly smart bit of stuff. The tests that you do to make sure that stuff, you can eat it. There's there's just this set of rules that you you go through before you eat anything to make sure that you can eat it. Yeah, of course. And it's amazing what you can eat for survival. Yeah. But so the lecture was really good, forty minute lecture. When it was all finished, this sergeant turned around to the officer and said, "So, what are you going to do about that snake at your feet?" <laughs> Excuse me, and sir. He, and he goes, <laughs> "He goes what?" He said, "Well, you got that snake down there by your feet." And there was a death adder right in front of his feet. It had been there the whole time. He hadn't noticed he it. He didn't know it was there. And this sergeant Thank this fuck. sergeant thought it was just a, a prank. He thought he didn't think it was real. And he's this damn death adder right at his feet. <laughs> That's a very dangerous snake to just be chilling around at your especially, feet. Especially that, yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. And this officer did, oh, oh we better be careful of him. Just walked off. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just okay, there are other stories that I know are going to come up later on about in snakes. other episodes about snakes. That is a new one, and that one is fucking wild to me. He stood there and gave an entire lecture with a death at his feet, did yep. not know about it, yep. and then didn't flinch nope. after he was informed. No, nope. just walked off. Holy shit. I bet you he got out of there and fucking shat himself. He, he probably probably got in his Land Rover and made fucking a beeline for the... Oh, <laughs> shit, yeah. Balled his eyes out and shat his pants. <laughs> Fuck. And though, at that point, I knew death adders were bad and everything else, but I didn't know anything about their habits and their... their yeah. Else, but I do now. I know all about their habits and what they're like and everything else. And it's a wonder he didn't just it, go him it, there and then. It's, it was doing what it does to hunt for prey. The only thing I can think, and I have read and seen that, they do pick how, if a prey's too big, they don't attack. Well, yeah, of course. So, yeah, him being like, a, um, they're that, uh, a man that size, maybe he wasn't going to attack because he was too big. They don't even attack. still. They don't right. attack everything. They no, of attack, course they don't. They only attack and they don't, they know they, they they can... don't necessarily attack out of threat either. They'd rather stay camouflaged rather than correct, attack. yeah, and rather that, yeah, if they're out, if particularly if they're out hunting, like they're not going to yeah. give themselves away uh, yeah. for for yeah. an unnecessary threat. Yeah, but like if he had a moved or stepped wrong, if he had or stepped on it, it might have been different story, story altogether. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah. So yeah, that was one lecture. Nah, man, you do not um, fuck with snakes. Yeah. Now Jesus. for those for those listening in, we're sitting in our our new sound room. And I'm looking at all the wall in front of me and there's a photo of there and it's a footbridge that goes across a water at a place up in African Tablelands, Paranella Park. And it keeps reminding me of another incident that happened on that exercise. Excellent. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, that's a footbridge going across the river. 
Yes. And down the bottom of the the hill uh, on this place, at the, at the further top end of this river that goes through there, there was one of them, just like that. Goes across the river. And this day, we only had PT gear on. Sand yep. shoes, socks, shorts, and singlets. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're out running. We're running all over the place. Yes. And we knew where we were going. We're going down to the exercise field, and we're going to go down and do exercises. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to the exercise bit in a minute. But when we comes down, instead of running across the bridge, we had to go through the river. <laughs> and there was ice on the top of the river. <laughs> Why? That was just because? Just because. That was it. We're Man. going through the river. So <laughs> we've had to dive into this river and wade and swim across this bloody river it's to get a, to... It's not a shallow river. No, it's a... not shallow. <laughs> we've had to wade it and swim it and get across the other side to the side where we're going to do our exercises. <laughs> uh, here's this perfectly good bridge you could use, but because the now, army is assholes... You may not know, swim. but on bridges like that, you're not allowed to run on them. You're not allowed to march on them. No, if you mar- if you got a if you got to yep. march across them, you got to everybody's got to be out of step. If yep. everybody's in step, they get to sway up and they That's will right. collapse. And they will collapse. So when we get across the other side, there, the exercise we had to do was with telegraph posts, full size telegraph posts, not with treated pine poles. These are full hardwood, size hardwood, hardwood telegraph posts. like telephone line yep. poles. Now they were, I think, around yeah. ten inches, yeah, eight like to ten inches millimeters wide, in diameter like... at the, the the big end, down to Narrowed about one hundred and fifty yep. millimeters at the narrow end, and they're about Six meters long. Yeah, they're yeah. they're they're almost a caber yep. for a yep. caber toss. Yep. So we had to group off in groups of ten. Uh-huh. Then we had to size off biggest uh-huh. to smallest, <clears throat> and then we had to stand alongside these logs. And we did exercise with these logs. You'd be pick it up on your left hand side with two hands, up above your head, down on the other side, back up again, and down. And we'd be lifting this thing up and down, up and down, doing that. They'd be put it between your legs and walk. They'd be there was a whole series of exercises to do with this buddy tree. What? Yeah. Why? Well, then the final exercise was, right, the smallest person hang on to the narrow end of the post, uh-huh. the rest of you stand it up. <laughs> the exercise was to stand the pole on its end with someone on top of it. And that was me. <laughs> of course it was you. You were doing but you. And we won because I was a lot Yeah, just in there. <laughs> what was the point of the exercise? That was just to finish it off. It was a bit of mucking around to finish it off. See, I would have been concerned if I were you. They were just going to leave you there. Oh, no, I just hung on like <laughs> And hope they didn't. would have been perfectly easy for them to just stand that log up and then go, righto, see you later. See you later. <laughs> it's only six metres. It would have been... I mean, it would have been fine. But like... One of the things we covered doing basic training and doing all sorts of things is height-reducing jumps. It's a thing. Height-reducing height, jumps. Height-reducing jumps. It's a thing. <laughs> how does one you, reduce you the height you crouch down on the end before you jump <laughs> <laughs> you're not reducing the height you're reducing you it's, it's called a height reducing jump <laughs> it doesn't change the height of the fall nope. it just changes the height of you yep. Yep. Uh, psychologically your head's not as high as it was before <laughs> Oh, Christ. <laughs> um, oh, the army is so uh, dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. So another thing that's passionate about me because of the army was we went to a firepower demonstration. And 
I saw a few different firepower demonstrations over the time, but the one we saw at the Jungle Warfare Centre was one of the best I'd ever seen. The targets range from telegraph posts, brick walls, um, you name it. They had every conceivable type of target and they had every conceivable type of weapon. And they demonstrated the firepower of all the weapons at a general use in the army. Yep. Um, so your rifles and there's a thing called Claymore Mine. It's a yep. one kilo of explosives with 700 ball bearings in it. Yep. They demonstrated that. They did all sorts of things. They fired the Claymore Mine at a mannequin. Yep. And it was full of spaghetti bolognese. Cool. And showed what, da- what damage it does, it does to that. There was two, um, two telegraph posts uh, in line, and they shot at that with a, an SLR rifle, the 7.62 rifle. Yep. Shot at that, and the bullet went straight through the two. Both of them? Straight through the two. I would have expected one, yeah. not both. Yeah. Holy went straight shit. through the two. They had a couple side by side, and they shot at that with an M60 machine gun and just blew it a bit. Yeah, cut them in half. Yep. They had a, a solid double brick wall. They fired the M60 at that, and they turned into rubble. Um, yeah. Pistols, they, fired, they shot, fired 9mm pistols. The F1 machine gun, which is like throwing a handful of rocks at somebody from 25 metres. Yeah, it's not so much a... It's not. It's yeah. like throwing a bucket of bullets in somebody's yeah, general It's more direction. duck. You get out of the road <laughs> yeah. rather than, oh, someone shooting at me. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just went through, oh, the M16. Now, the M16, um, it's the, it's the, the TV rifle. Yeah, yeah. It's, Everybody it, sees on TV. Yeah, correct. Uh, they shot a 20-litre drum of water and put a pinhole in the front of it and where the seam is in it, it split, split the back open, open, yeah. Um, yeah, the... Um, the so, power those things have got, the stopping well, power of those things have got, it's insane. So, the, the M16, the muzzle velocity is 3,300 feet per second. Um, it's a 5.56, it's a 5.62, no, yep. 5.56 millimetre round. Yeah, 5.56, yeah. Yep. When it goes through, it sets up percussion. Because of its yeah. velocity and everything, it, it sets a concussion up. So, um, you could shoot somebody in the leg and it'll blow their balls out. Yeah. Yeah, shoot him in the chest and it just blows out the softest part of blows the body. Blows out yeah. the softest part of the body. Yeah. It doesn't go through. The six, the 7.62, it's, it's, it goes in with a big hole in the front yeah. and um, blows the back out. Big asshole. Just blows very, the back The, the M16 yeah. sounds very yeah. similar to the AK-47 yeah. in, the, in the design of the damage it's supposed to cause. Yeah. For, um, for me to sit here and say all this stuff now and say that everybody should see this, we watch TV, we see all these weapons, we see all this shit happen, we read about all this stuff. Unless you've actually seen the damage that these things can do... In real life. In real life. You really don't appreciate it. You don't it. understand what it's about. It's it's horrendous to see the destruction that these things can do. Yeah, shit, yeah. yeah. Cool um, as shit to watch it on the movie, but yeah, to, to watch yeah. it in real life, I think it'd be yeah. a completely different yeah. experience. Is um, I've I don't think I've ever seen anything on TV that really replicates what it's like. There's been a couple that are close, but I don't think there's anything that really replicates. I think the closest one you'll get to is uh, Mel Gibson's "We Were Soldiers" set in the Vietnam War. Yeah, because he actually made sure that the team behind the the weapons and stuff did as accurate a testing yep. as they could to replicate the yep. damage that it caused. And he even he, like, he even commented that like. It's still nothing like mm-hmm. what it actually yeah. looks like. Like to make it look good for Hollywood, it, it yeah. you can't show the real thing. Yeah. Let yeah. alone being seeing the real thing happen. Yeah, correct. Real, yeah, it's one thing to shoot a ballistic dummy. Yeah, it's one thing to shoot a ballistic dummy and mm. and make it look good. It's mm. completely different to actually see it impact a real person. Now this Claymore mine, 
Yeah, the, that's the one where you, they say, oh, I've got the clacker. Yep. And the clack, 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 bang, yep. goes off. It's 700, and, it's actually 720 ball bearings. Yep. And there's a kilo of explosives, um, explosives behind, behind yep. it. My favourite part it's, is that it's got pressed in the metal at the front, front this direction Yeah, it tells you which enemy. way to point it. tells yep. you which way to point it because the and Americans are too stupid. Hey, but the, it's like any of those type of things, it's also got a danger backblast area. Correct. It's, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's thirty meter danger. Yeah, yeah. Right. Don't don't be behind it. Yeah, um, we were on an exercise in Tully where I was acting as enemy, and one of the instructors on there was a Vietnam vet, and he was talking about when he was in Vietnam how they did an ambush one night and they they let off one of these things. Holy shit! And he graphically described what happened to one female that was in there. Jesus Christ! And he said they couldn't find anything wrong with her. I couldn't see what was wrong with her. She had these tiny little bruises all over her. And it was the ball bearings. The ball bearings that were inside of her body yeah, at the end stage. of stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, 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 he was a really graphic about it. And there was three other sergeants involved in his group that walked away. They, they Yeah, didn't want to hear, didn't about, want to hear it. about it. No, that's um, fair. Yeah. Um, it's off the story. Off yeah. the story, but still, like, you know, relevant. So we had... Um, at the end of the thing, we had an, an end-of-course party. Right? Everything you do in the Army has an end-of-course party. Everything. Yeah. They, 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 have, they like to celebrate. Got to get an excuse in to yeah. have a booze up. So, because we're all minors, we've all chuffed off out to the um, Canungra Golf Course. Yeah. So they could use the facility. I mean, we had yes. a barbecue and we had... Now, it was funny. There was 900 golfers. <laughs> now, a golfer is a soft drink. That's... Queensland, uh, yep. Queensland call them golfers. Yep. Yep. So we had 900 soft drinks. There was I don't For know why that there? sticks in my head, but it was it was stated even in a, an article about it afterwards that there was 900, 900 golfers. Really, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> Nobody mentioned it, how many sausages or Yeah, no, no, it was just 900, 900 golfers. Um, yeah, so we've gone out there for this party, and you can imagine there's 250 of us out there trying to do party and boring yeah. as shit. And, yeah, I already got that. Or a couple of us decide we're going to start playing touch football. Yes. I think we've, we've talked about this before, yeah. Did we? Yeah, this is where you break your leg. Yeah. We, yeah, played, we've, yeah. we played touch football on the, on the 18th green. Yes. <laughs> and what started off with um, a couple on each side turned into over 40 on each side, and it was murder ball. Yep. And the aim of the game was to get the can, yeah, the can and, of open Coke and open the can of Coke. Yeah. <laughs> but that meant that person wins, so the idea was to stop. Stop Anybody person from, from opening the yeah. can. Well, I got out of the can and I curled up into a ball and I hugged it and Gordon Moses picked me up above his head and threw and you on, his ground. Me on yeah. the ground. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we talked about it because yeah. He, yeah, we were yep. discussing movies you'd yep. seen and yeah, the so, same. Yep. So we just we just discussed how I broke my leg. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what happened next was that they they put me in this officer's car and drove me back yep. to Canungra to the base. Yep. Where they have an, their own hospital. And I'm admitted to the hospital and they've taken x-rays and everything. I found that I've broken my leg and um, the next morning they're going to plaster it up and everything else. Well, we still had three or four days before we were flying out to go back home. And I was stuck up there with my broken leg. And the first night we had a guy come in. He was suffering from cramps. And dead set, this is a big guy who I knew was capable of taking pain. He was in severe agony, and they just didn't know what to do, and they treated it with everything they knew for cramps and everything, and they'd finally settle him down, and they'd get another cramp, and his body was cramping up really bad. 
he was in a bad way, poor bugger. And he survived. He, was, he didn't nothing seriously happen out of it, but he just... And they put it down to just the exertion yeah. for the whole time. Of the, I was going to say, did they ever work out Because we, we so. did work hard. We, we, there was no... Yeah. We worked hard doing what we did up there. Then the next day, they decided they'd have a sports competition. Because that's what Army Apprentices do. Yes. They play sport. Play sport. They do sport. That night, the CEO of the hospital... And there's very few hospitals that had a CO, but he they had a CO to the hospital up there. Banned apprentices from playing sport. Because there were so many injuries. There were so many injuries. Holy shit. <laughs> they banned us. So we were not allowed to play sport for the rest of the duration of this study visit. And we there was you beds. Got fucking lunatic. There was beds after beds full of, of apprentices. Full of apprentices are all bunged up. up. And we weren't allowed to play anymore. Now, so we're living in these tents that constantly having blackouts and everything else. I'm in the hospital ward with yes, lights, lights and, else, you, yep. and a TV. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, right. I know where this is going. <laughs> well, I got banned from having visitors. Yes. Because the ward filled up with apprentices come to watch TV. Come to watch TV, not to visit you. No, of course not. The, the no. excuse was come to visit yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. But not to yeah. come to watch TV. Oh. And... Hey, do it. Oh, fuck yeah, watch some TV. They're all sitting around and drag chairs and everything in from everywhere. <laughs> and they're watching TV and then when they were leaving, everyone just walked out and left yeah, all the left chairs. Left everything behind, <laughs> yeah. That's what kids do. Yeah, yeah so I was, I was banned from having visitors. Yeah, rightly so. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I missed the firepower demonstration of the Iroquois helicopter. That's Oh, that would have been cool yeah. as hell. They, um, they... They only fired blanks, didn't fire live rounds. No, not the point. They fired blanks and they flew over the top of all the apprentices down in the spectator area and they got showered with shells. With shells. And, Holy and shit. Because they, they had these disintegrating, yeah, disintegrating links. Yeah, disintegrating links, yep. Yeah, you showered with link and shells and uh, those things there, in a one-minute burst, they can put a round in every square inch of a football field. In how quick? In a one-minute burst. They could put a put a bullet in every square inch of a football field. Holy shit! Yeah. So, of course, they, of course, of course, they don't shoot a bullet into every square no, inch. No, 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 no. Volume wise and yeah. coverage. That's that's what that's. It works much, out to be. Yeah. Yeah. My lord. Yeah. And that's only one gun. They got two. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So I missed out. I but I do have a, 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 do have a very nice consistent. photo of it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so took a photo for me. Of course. Um, we'll see and that'll go up it. as soon yeah, as we'll, we'll whack it up on Instagram, yeah. Yeah, I've got a copy of that one. Um, and then we all packed up, jumped in buddy trucks. and Back to Amblin and back home. I, so being an apprentice with a broken leg and cuffed crutches. Yes. Um, the best kind of crutches. Nobody helps you. No. <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> no. Fuck you that's, know, not, mate. See that, later. that's not just so, an army apprentice that's fucking yeah. anybody yeah so you gotta help yourself so it's a matter of climbing up in the back of those trucks with the broken leg and all yep. the gear and my crutches and everything and then traveling the wheels. we've got back to Ambly Air Force Base and we jumped on the Hercules aeroplanes to fly back to buddy uh, Melbourne and about halfway there I've realised that oh the vibration from planes totally shattered the plaster cast <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> 
just the vibration from plane and and really? the aluminium floor, yeah, just shattered all the all the hood, broke all the, and, all the cast, yeah, yeah, shattered all the base of the so cast. So how do you get it recast? So when I get get home, but he goes to the RAP the next morning. And says, Here's what happened on the way home on the plane. I go, oh, all right. So they cut it off and put another cast on it. Then, um, well, a couple of days later, we've gone back and said, this one's not working either. Because I've been walking everywhere, right? <laughs> the whole, the, the, uh, the bottom of it was gone. It was, yeah, it was just, it it just material. Okay, you <laughs> so still get, do that. So though. they go, oh, crap. All right, so they've put in two rubber heels, one at the back and one at the front, <laughs> and plastered them in. <laughs> and uh, a couple of days later, we've gone back down there again. Oh, Christ. So they made up a sole plate. A plaster sole plate with these rubber stops mounted into it, and then plastered that to my foot as well. <laughs> so I'm having trouble dragging this clock yeah. around. <laughs> All because you didn't take it easy and lay off the leg. Yeah. You continue no, to walk not, around. No, 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 you no, not allowed to. No. Okay, so that's yeah. why you still yeah, you're do not allowed, it. You're days. not allowed to. Right. No, no, there's no no malingering in the army. That's for sure. Um, right, okay. Yeah. That exp- that yeah. simple sentence explains it, even, so much about your life. I had food poisoning for six weeks and then just got over it and got it again. I, got, I wasn't yeah. even over it and I got it again. So 12 weeks with food poisoning. There was no in bed. Fucking hell. <laughs> you went to work every day. <laughs> Fuck that. And on the weekends, you couldn't lay in bed on the weekend. You had a bed when you had to get up. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, yeah, there's no, I no am malingering. shitting myself and throwing <laughs> up all at the same time. So, I am going to stay in my bed. So, mate of mine, when we got to Townsville, married with a couple of kids, went on a course for, he's gone for a couple of months. Yep. And he's come back and he's, he's got back to Townsville about two o'clock in the afternoon. And he wasn't being a smart ass, he was trying to do the right thing. He's rung up the duty room and said, listen, um, I've just got back from course. Um, it's, it's bit on in the afternoon. He said, um, "Is it fine if I just report tomorrow morning? I'm not feeling real good." Oh, right, no worries. So they sent an ambulance out to his house and picked him up. Picked and him t- up <laughs> and brought him home. <laughs> took him back. <laughs> took him back to the hospital at the army barracks <laughs> to find out what was wrong with him. Yeah, cop that. <laughs> so they've gone. There's nothing wrong with you, and they want to charge him. Holy shit! Yeah, because because he, he said he's, he was he was he feeling well. crook and he oh. in the end I just want to spend a night with my wife at my home, please. <laughs> can I? The next day when he's turned up to work, you have marching orders. Every time you do anything, you get orders that you have yep. to present when you get it. The next day he's turned up and he's seen the company clerk and he's handed in his his marching orders, and the company clerk says, "So, do you know what yesterday was all about?" And he goes. No. He said, read your marching orders. Yeah, he said, you didn't have to report till 8 o'clock this morning. There's no need to ring us up and tell us. And tell us that, oh. (laughs) So, because he was a dumbass and didn't read his orders. Didn't read his orders properly (laughs) and reported early. They went all the bullshit trouble. Hey, no, fair (laughs) enough. That's on him. That's on him. Should have read the the destructions. Always read the destructions. Well, you do. You always do. Like, um, so um, that's pretty funny. <laughs> by the time I've got back and we've sorted this cast out, I, I had that cast on for nine weeks. Um, I'm fairly certain there's a photo of you in the cast. Somewhere. Oh, lots of them. There's yeah, lots yeah, of them yeah, yeah, yeah. in lots of places. We'll have to find them. Um, there was another guy. Who was a, another carpenter, but he was in the other group. In the yep. other group, and but he he had a broken leg too at the same time. He didn't break his up there. He broke his when we got back at a different thing. But the pair of us had broken legs so 
because we used to do so much sport and so much PT, mm-hmm. there was downtimes. Yeah. For us, we we would have to find ways, and that would be like making coffee for the company sergeant major and <laughs> trying to kill him. Things like that, you know. Trying to yeah. kill him. Yeah. <sighs> but Gordon and I used to have competitions on these bloody crutches. We'd have. This is Gordon Moses. Or no, 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 no. This is another Gordon. Okay, different yeah, Gordon. Another Gordon. Um, we would have competitions on um, daring feats on crutches. <laughs> we got to the point where we were doing handstands on our crutches and running, racing each other. It sounds like a recipe for more casts. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. But that was it was to dare. It's a competition. Got to do it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I fully agree. Yeah. I'm fully on board with the idea. Yeah. But it just sounds like there's more here that's going to lead to oh, more no, trips to no, the we RP. Never, we never had any disasters out of that. Really? Um, no, no disasters out of that one. That was that is was, impressive. Yeah, that was easy, that one. But, yeah, the feet was doing a handstand. Handstand and then running along on crutches. crutches. And that's why I've got two pair out in the I, I'm aware of that. Yeah, they're great. They're, like, I mean, when I had my knee operated on, there was nothing better than those crutches. Yeah. Uh, after I see, having used the regular ones that sit yeah. up underneath your arms. I see people using them and I'm just shaking the head. Why? What are doing? The cuffed ones are so much better. It's so easy to use. They're lighter and everything. And then when you let go of it, they don't fall off. Yeah, they're stuck they're on stuck your, your arms. So that's how, I, that's how I got around in the mess. Yeah. When you go to mess, you've got to line up. Go past the, the the serving point, grab your meal, yeah, and then get back to the table. Yeah, nobody's helping her. No, that's right. <laughs> with, with the other ones, that you're, yeah. um, you can't just yeah. like hop around on one of them, like. So yeah, there was um, that was a case of grab your plate and yeah. walk, walk, walk like normal, <laughs> and shout your cast again. Best, yeah, exactly. As best you <laughs> think, can with a club. I, I think I had some sort of record of how many casts <laughs> with a broken leg. And, and mind you, it's not this new fiberglass shit. It was the bloody old. Yeah, it was proper plaster. Proper plaster stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I got. Not to well mention, you can't, like, sword fight with the other ones. The, the cuffed no, ones, you can't oh, sword fight. Hey, with. and you go, hey, you. Yeah, you <laughs> smack people with them. Hey, you poke how, them. Hey, yeah. you. I don't know how many people I smacked with them when I had them. Yeah. I had a lot of trouble for having them at school, mm. actually. Yeah, so that was that was Kanunga briefly. There was. It was. Yeah. It was just another great experience. It's. It was hard, it was difficult. We had we had a major. Now, in the Australian Defence Force, if you're they used to have problems with nationalities. You you could go a certain distance with a nationality as a nationality in rank before you weren't allowed to go any further. This this major, he'd reached the peak. He couldn't go any further because of his nationality. What was, what was his nationality out of curiosity? Do you um, know? I can find there is an article written about him, uh, Major Weaver. There was an article written about him. I'm not sure where he's Weaver. from. Yeah, but he was restricted, and my 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 biggie that I can't remember. But there is an article written about him of what nationality and everything else. And he's and it was all about his life history. He's a very very clever man. But every it, time we saw him, he would yell out, "And I'm here!" <laughs> <laughs> and we would have to respond with, "Shoot to kill." <laughs> You were call and response was enemy shoot to kill. Yeah. <laughs> At any time? We went on a day trip out to a national park. Because we did yeah. big sites and we went up there. And he goes, and we we're in the car park of this bloody national park with all these people around everywhere. And he's gone, and I'm here. 
And you've all responded <laughs> with busloads everywhere. Of all these apprentices going shoot, shoot to kill. kill. <laughs> the poor civilian population would have been fucking terrified. Now that article, when I read that, that was only a few years ago. I read that article. It specifically mentioned that that he used to do that. <laughs> he sort did of that shit. all the time. There you go. <laughs> I think it's. I think there's uh, there's something there that we we really need to discuss on the the, the endemic racism in in the the defence force at the time. It, like that's interesting. Oh, no, there's no there's no racism. We had a sergeant in Townsville's Aboriginal, and he used to play on it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, but to to specify that there was your nationality meant you could only go so far. Oh, look, that goes that that's, goes that goes way back. Um, I, of course it does. That, so, that, that goes back yeah. to the AIF. Like well, World War Two. If you were in, lived in Australia and you were German, you're put in a camp. Yeah, correct. But just simply because you were German. You were German. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, full, like, same, I fully agree. Same with this. So but these, you couldn't have a foreigner reaching. Oh, the so it wasn't that he was a an Australian citizen. Well, well no, he had an Australian was, citizen was serving the forces. I'm not sure if he was an Australian citizen by that stage or not. I think he became an Australian citizen. You'd have to... Well, my understanding was you had to be an Australian citizen to, to no, serve no, the no, Defence Force. No, no, oh, there you no. go. And even now, to, it, well, in the Navy at the time, the Navy apprentices, there was... I know there was Indian guys that didn't have to wear the normal headdress. They could wear their turbans. Yep. So, you know, there was... There was They've been there for... Yeah. Uh, so it was more. <clears throat> so it was more that he wasn't an Australian citizen that meant he could only go so far. Not the fact that the rules said that Italians could only become to get to the yeah. rank of. And that's that's pretty much major. what it was. He's his nationality because of his nationality and yeah. his proximity to Germany and other warring nations at the time. Or whatever, restricted him in rank. That he couldn't become someone higher, higher up in the where he had get, more knowledge. Yeah, get, into, get into information and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, That's just, wild. And I, I still think something like that might still exist. Might not be as obvious, but I think something like that still might exist. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. Spies are still a big thing. Oh, of course they are. Um, the days that we spent there was usually very, very hot and everything. But there was only a couple of mornings when it was really, really cold. But when the mornings then it was really cold, it was really cold. But we never got any rain. So we never had any rain while we were there, but we, we had plenty of very What period cold of time months. of the year were you there? We, that was August. So, no, no, no. It was no. in um, after Easter. so you know, April, May. April, May. Yeah, probably. so you're in the dry season. Yeah, yeah that sort of makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. I know we, um, we did a, a navigational exercise to start with that. We went up on top of the hill there and... Mount Tambourine, and we had to sit on these logs and look out over the the valley, yep. you know. And we had maps, and we were learning triangulation and bearings and stuff. And from yep. there, you could see all the, the things that we used yep. to aim up there. So we did that, and um, when we went to leave, found that the, the the log we're sitting on was hollow, and there was a bloody great big snake in there. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> It came out when we were leaving. <laughs> yeah, because it wanted to know why its bloody home was rocking. Yeah, big red belly black. Fuck that. Yeah. So when we'd finished learning that bit, we had to go off and actually do... Yeah, put uh, away your learning put practice. In, yep. Put in the in practice. And in that particular one, we went to the start point and we were divided up into our sections of 10 and were given a map, a compass and some directions. And we had 20 minutes to, to study it. 
and then we had to hand the map back. The map back. Uh, so we had to take notes. So you're navigating by memory. Well, no, no, uh, you had to take notes. So you had to have your yeah. notes would supply uh, your what you're going to, your compass bearings, uh, grid references, a number of paces, uh, and, and have all the information that you could gleam from the map and the instructions and have to go and do it. Yeah, right. So you didn't have the map with you for cross-referencing. You had to go off your notes. And um, you would set off, and away you go. Well, when you do something like that, normally you have two people with compasses, yep. reading compasses. You don't just march on a compass. You take a, bear, you take a bearing on an object in the distance. Yeah, and you and, march and to and that march object. To Everybody else mar- counts paces yep. to themselves. And you take an average. Yep. That's the best way when you're going through close country. That's well, yeah. that's also how you you yeah. get paces. Like yeah. In in so. after after they did away with the whole a pace was a particular person's but the Oh look, you vary like, your pace can vary from yeah, correct. Uh, hundred and thirty paces for a hundred meters to anything else. They can yeah. vary all over yeah. the place. So yeah, that you just do the average thing. So we've taken off on this thing. And got fucking lost. <laughs> we're, we're in semi-tropical forest and we're lost. And you got lost. So, righto. We'll have to try and find some reference points or something that we know. Look, ah, there's a pine tree. So I've climbed uh, up this pine tree. <laughs> and I've gone way right up to this the pine tree. And I could not see anything that rec- I recognise. I couldn't see it. But <laughs> I could hear voices. <laughs> it was all the other apprentices out there in the <laughs> wilderness. They were all so lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you weren't alone. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we're all out there lost. Yeah. People yahoo in the corner. <laughs> And then that's how we got home. <laughs> <laughs> Calling to each other. <laughs> hey, oh, it ever works. Uh, Whatever, as long as you get home safe and sound, as long as it works. <laughs> they, uh, it, well, 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 that's that type of thing. Back with the um, apprentices back in Melbourne, we went out on a weekend bivouac. Oh, and uh, the this, excellent. Yeah, on one of the nights out. We had to march out, mm-hmm. and uh, we had to wait till the sun went down, and then we had like a lantern stalk. Yep. We had to get back. Had to get back. Yep. yep. So we're out in boondocks of Mornington Peninsula, and buddy, we've been waited the sun going down. I've gone right. I'm gonna follow the moon. That's the way I've got to go. So off it goes. <laughs> you didn't have to follow the moon, did you? <laughs> no, I was bashing through this really thick scrub. I was following the moon. <laughs> Anyhow, I've stopped and I'm on this hill and I'm going, I wonder where the fuck I am. And it looks out, well, they're the lights of Frankston and we're not supposed to be anywhere near there. <laughs> <laughs> you made your way to Frankston. I was almost oh to Frankston. Oh, God. And you... I'm going, what the fuck? So I'm like, oh. So I've just decided I'll just march towards Franks until I come to a road. So I've marched towards these streetlights. And I'm going, the moon's behind me now. Got her lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was marching to the moon a minute ago. What happened? Now, the other part of so that is I'm marching to a, the, the, an the moon's object. moving. Yes, the, the moon's, moon's moving. moving. <laughs> I know, <they're> 
Um, I it's found not this, a static I, object. I, I find this gravel road and starts walking along the gravel road, and I come across an army ambulance, a buddy Land Rover ambulance. Was it looking for you by any chance? No, no. <laughs> I went up and I knocked on the door. And he goes, you guys aren't here with the army apprentices, are you? The army who? <laughs> <laughs> no. I said, army apprentice school, we're out here mucking around. He said, nah, we're out here with the army reserve. I'm going, Army Reserve, they're out here too. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he goes, yeah. I said, oh, I'm fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> he got on his radio and he radio up and eventually they found out where I was supposed to be. So they drove, they drove me back. back. <laughs> and how far away were you? Oh, fucking it? miles. <laughs> <laughs> so when This gets, must be where I get my amazing uh, sense of direction from. So when it gets back... It goes back into the buddy, into the centre, and I start asking me, and I go, God, something stinks. I said, Pete, what stinks? Never mind. Uh-oh. <laughs> what is it? What's the smell? Never mind. He'd fallen in the shit pit. <laughs> <laughs> He'd fallen in the dunny. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, the end result was nobody got back to the Lenten. Not a single soul. <laughs> no. Really? No. Fucking hell. That's well, shocking. At least one of you should have no. got, it, got back. So, I don't know what time it was when we were done. We all, went, we all got sent to bed. And then one of the things that they practice a fair bit in the army is bugging you up. Yes. So we've all gone to bed. And God, fuck me, dude. I reckon we'd only been an hour in bed. And they've called out, Righto, we're bugging out. Okay, explain uh, a bug out real quick. So when you're bugging out, that means grab everything you've got as fast as you can and go, like in yeah. not in minutes. In yeah, it, as, it now is as fast as not yeah. In it, it's in, a matter of now, not a matter yeah, of yeah. clean up, it's, tidy up, get out. It's it's a imminent, matter of imminent we have danger. To go. go go go. Yeah. So we've done this, and it turned out it was only about like an hour before sun up. We've bugged out. And we've gone. And then we've sat in the middle of the road and waited. And when it's light enough to see what's going on, we had to do an, a gear inspection. Yep, see who had what. So everyone's, here's all these apprentices all lined up, and we're doing the inspection on their gear. And there wasn't anybody that wasn't missing anything. But you look back down the road, and there was shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd follow your way back to it. How where the you fuck do you lose a sleeping bag? I don't know, but there was even sleeping bags. <laughs> like, right. There was shit out everywhere. So the. the the deal there is when you are out in a tactical exercise and like, and shit like that, you have the everything packed up. Yeah. The only thing that's unpacked is what you're immediately using. Correct. And depending on how severe the situation is, you sleep with your boots on. Yeah. And I did that more often than not because it's too lazy to put them back on. <laughs> well, not, not only that, it's better to sleep with them on because that means nothing gets into them. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting a little bit away from where we were. We're, we're yeah, supposed we're to be talking, talking about, about holidays holiday. specifically, but, but we've just covered that was, the entirety yeah, of Canungra. That, yeah, so Canungra was a great experience. I had fun there. Then the next holidays we get would be um, the second term, end of second term, and that's the one where we get to go home. Yep. Um, so we, that was where we got on the, the, the buses. The buses, and they and took you up to took Sydney. Us, took us to Sydney, then we get on the train and go yep. by train to get home. And... I don't even remember what we did when we got home. But that's not important. That's not important. Just did, did, yeah, did stuff at home. Stuff at home with the family um, again. And that will come back to those visits at home. I haven't seen my friends for ages. Yep. For me. So we get 
uh, we're out back, with Vince. Back into seeing Uncle Vince, back yeah. into seeing family. Yeah. I'm sure there's farm uh, trips in there. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, there was just Vince. There was just Uncle Vince. <laughs> oy, just, oy, oy. Okay, then, Vince. right um, Vince, Vince will make a big part of these stories. Of course he will. He will he'll like, make a big part. So he's we, a, we'll cover him in He's a big time. part of my life, yeah. let alone being yeah. like a part of like yeah. what he was involved with you. So, yeah. like... Yeah. Him and I were bad. Uncle Vince is going to be a very frequent, yeah. reoccurring character yeah. here. So then it's back to the Army Apprentice School and back into stuff. Then you get school holidays at Christmas. Yep. The period there. So home for that and, again, just home stuff. Then we go back to the Army Apprentice School and the next break is Easter again. So come this Easter, one of my mates down there, one of the guys down there, he was from Western Australia and he decided he didn't have time to go to Western Australia, so he'd come home with me. Yep. And I said, all right. Oh, we were a little bit late trying to book transport and we couldn't get anything to go yeah, home. Okay. <laughs> so we've gone, well, we'll hitchhike. <laughs> well then, okay. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. The whole way home. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we're going to put a hold on this one, and that's go- we're going to discuss that next episode because that's going to be <laughs> that was you hitchhiked was... from Melbourne to Newcastle. Yep. <laughs> we're going to get right into that. That's fucking wild. I was yeah. not prepared for that. That was I went to places I didn't know existed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, we're definitely we're definitely okay. We're going to stop there for today because it's, it's now dinner time. Yep, and we need beer. <laughs> Um, we're gonna buy beer actually. Um, we're gonna discuss how you hitchhiked from Melbourne to Newcastle next time. Holy shit! We'd done a lot of hitchhiking, but not distance wise. No, no, holy crap! I I don't even know this one. Holy shit! I'm excited. This is good, and I can't wait to discuss more exercises you guys got onto. Because that's also very interesting to oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I I got done for being a drop bear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a story there that I really want to get into, but we can't. We can't do that right now. <laughs> a drop bear. Yeah, I was a drop bear. I'm my sergeant. <laughs> you got demoted, didn't you? No, no, I wasn't. Oh, you wasn't even high enough. I was to only get an apprentice. I was oh. only an apprentice. Oh, God. I, I didn't realise it was my sergeant that walked underneath and <laughs> fell out of the tree on him. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. And, and to this day, he doesn't know I did it. <laughs> you were quick enough that you got away without him knowing. As soon as I landed on him, I realised I was gone. <laughs> I was like a ghost. <laughs> and he's wondering what happened. <laughs> he's standing up wondering what happened. <laughs> Righto, we okay. We're gonna get into and that. This is and why I, he liked me. I thought he didn't. These are the yeah, things. Like these it. are the things I did that he liked. He liked the fact that I did that. Holy shit! <laughs> okay, we're he, gonna get into he that. Mind my spirit. Oh, apparently, <laughs> we're gonna get into that and more next episode. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, this is great. I'm loving this. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. I uh, hope you're enjoying it. We'll see you next time. Yep. Happy beers. If you want to get in touch with us, we have an email address. It's I remember when podcast at Gmail. Uh, and if you want to see photos that relate to each episode, we have an Instagram called uh, I remember when podcast uh, on Instagram. If you just search them, you'll find them. We'll see you next time. Cheers.